Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. But first off, let's go live to Ukraine. And we're joined uh, by uh, Wexford man, uh, Bradley Stafford. Good morning to you, Bradley. Good morning, Alan. How are you? How are you is the question, Bradley. Tensions <laughs> rising high. We have no concept of what's going on in the Ukraine. What's your understanding of what's happening at the moment? Well, my understanding as a basic ordinary citizen um, is that uh, in the last couple of weeks or so, the situation definitely has um, intensified somewhat. Um, now, I think it's important to remember that there actually has been a conflict going on in eastern Ukraine um, since 2014. Uh, you had the annex- annexation of Crimea um, that followed, uh, well, basically the invasion of eastern Ukraine and the, the Donbass. Um, so this war has been going on for quite a long time. Now it's all already been twice as long as the First World War. And uh, Ukrainians in general, and including myself living here since 2017, have largely become used to the fact that it's been going on. It's kind of become a part of daily life. It's, it's not very unusual to hear reports of um, casualties coming from eastern Ukraine. Um, but yes, it has seemed to have uh, intensified quite a lot uh, in the last few right. weeks and months. You uh, became aware of this because your sister contacted you. Well, yeah, I mean, I was out for dinner with my wife and uh, I had read during the day that a lot of embassies and various countries had told their citizens to leave and that their embassies would be uh, evacuated, essentially. And I had literally been only talking to my wife about the fact that I hadn't heard anything from the Irish Embassy uh, yet. Um, this was the evening at this point. And then my sister called and uh, very calmly like, oh, how are you doing? Um, where are you now? And have you heard the news? And I said, what news? And she told me that the Department of Foreign Affairs had advised against all travel to Ukraine and that... Uh, the issue had been made for Irish citizens to leave Ukraine um, as soon as possible by commercial means. And, and you uh, then decided to move, didn't you? So you were in Kiev, is that right? I was in Kiev up until about a week ago. And um, we've been reading and hearing a lot of various reports about the possibility of uh, conflict uh, in and around the Kiev area, which would have been unimaginable. Um, at any point that I've lived here, but the, the noise had intensified and my wife and my in-laws had become uh, incredibly worried. So we made the call to uh, head west about 330 kilometers to my mother-in-law's home in a small city of Riedna. So I was here when I heard the news about uh, leaving the country. I then contacted the embassy and said, look, I'm not really planning on leaving the country. My wife doesn't want to leave. Her family are here, her grandparents are not really in a condition to travel long haul like to the Polish border and then further further afield possibly. Um, so um, by, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're, we're no longer in Kyiv. It may be, it may have been a drastic decision, you know, insofar as that, you know, nothing may even happen in Kyiv. But I'm glad to have put that distance between myself and Kiev, in the event of the unlikely, shall we say, and as opposed to right. being there and getting caught up in 
God knows what. How has it been carried in the Ukrainian media at the moment? Are they showing much footage of this build-up of troops? Um, well, yes, it has been covered, but maybe not to the same extent as it has been in the Western media, and certainly not with the same amount of uh, panic and some might even say hysteria. Now, that's not to say that what's happening is actually happening. The the troop buildup in Russia and Belarus has been made very clear to everyone, and, you know, Russia <clears throat> has had uh, military drills almost every year since uh, this, whole, this whole situation um began. Um, so we're kind of used to the fact here that, you know, Russia like to flaunt their muscles, flaunt, flaunt their military, and uh, well, yeah, it's clear that it's it's seen as a pro- provocation here, but yet they're saying, well, it's within our own borders, we can do what we want. But that being said, right now with the build-up, especially with a lot of um, troops and uh, hardware, I suppose, in Belarus as well, um, you know, it doesn't really paint a pretty picture. Pretty picture when you see right. basically a, a large portion of Ukraine's border um, encircled, almost. Um, but yeah, the Ukrainian government and Ukrainian media are, you know, what else can they do but you know urge calm? I mean, yeah. you know, with reports coming out from the U.S. that you know Kiev may be attacked and it may happen on the 16th or it may happen in two days or. What have you, you know, I mean, the Ukrainian government can't exactly come out and say, uh, well, yes, this may be true or, you know. But how come you actually ended up there? And just to remind people that you have a very strong Wexford base that's in Castlebridge, isn't it? Well, yeah, originally from Castlebridge. um, Yeah, and uh, well, a couple of years ago, um, I was just traveling around uh, Eastern Europe, really, and I... Well, I'll try and make this short as possible. But basically, I was shown a picture of a city in Ukraine, and I couldn't believe how beautiful it looked at the time. I was very ignorant to anything in Ukraine apart from, you know, Chernobyl and the war. And I thought, I just never really gave it much thought as to how nice the rest of the country might actually be, given that it's, you know, the biggest country in Europe with its entire borders within Europe, so to speak. So I made it my mission to go to Ukraine. I went to the city of Lviv in western Ukraine, and I was there for a few days. Absolutely loved it. It was beautiful, completely different to anything I had experienced anywhere else in Europe. So I made the plan then to go back with my friend the following summer, and we met up in Poland, traveled across the border to Lviv, and then we made plans to keep going to Kiev, the capital. And we'd only planned to be there for a weekend. He was going to fly home afterwards and I was going to continue on elsewhere um, but we just had such a great time in the city that weekend um, I fell in love with the city I also happened to meet a girl and I stayed there for the next three months um, my visa situation well the visa situation in Ukraine was a bit complicated so I could only stay for three months at a time um, and then have to leave for another three months um, but yeah I kept we we me and my girlfriend at the time kept in touch. Uh, we did long distance, and any opportunity we got, I would go back to Ukraine. And uh, yeah, basically, then in the summer, uh, we got married. So I now have uh, residency here, and well, yeah, Ukraine is now home. Okay, I mean, I, I know it's a wonderful story, but there are people taking extra precautions and looking at some of the Irish uh, expatriates who are over there at the moment are buying bulletproof vests. Uh, I mean, what level of safety are you going to go to when it comes to this? Well, I think, I mean, it depends where you live, really. 
in the country. I mean, buying bulletproof, buying bulletproof vests, I think, well, unless, you know, the unthinkable happens and it, it, it's it's spread across the news, Russia has invaded, well, then I think, you know, I mean, it's good to be cautious, but I, I think, you know, I mean, we haven't got any bulletproof vests <laughs> or we're not even thinking about buying such a thing right now. Um, we are a lot further from the border now with Russia and we are a lot further from Kiev. If something were to happen, you know, it's definitely not going to happen where I am first. It yeah. will happen somewhere else. And then from then, if that if that happens, well, then, you know, um, we will have to reassess our options, of course. All right, so but, you're, you're not ruling out getting out of there if things worsen. Um, look, I, I, I know... Uh, can I, I, I Thank you for taking time to talk to us this morning. I'm, I'm sure there are people you'd like to send a message back to here in County Wexford. No worries. I mean, God, the list is probably big, but, uh, yeah... Cousins, aunties, uncles, uh, my mum and dad up in Sligo. Um, yeah, Fig and his wife Val out in Castle Bridge. Uh, God, I'm probably forgetting loads of people now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyone in the Stafford clan or the Cullen clan or the Redmond clan who happens to be listening in, um, yeah, all is well here in Ukraine. And uh, yeah, talk soon, hopefully. And of course, life goes on, work goes on, photography is what brought you there in the first place. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like you said, life goes on, life is going on as normal here. You know, shops are open, bars are open, people are going to work. And well, yeah, same as myself, I'm a freelance photographer. Um, I travel all around the country um, covering what appear to me to be interesting little stories about, you know, perhaps ethnic minorities in certain places or ancestors of, uh, you know, foreign nationals, um, you know, just also like landscape photography, uh, just kind of, you know, I, I, I basically my aim is to help show my followers and whoever happens to come across my work is that, you know, Ukraine isn't some kind of, you know, Chernobyl wasteland war zone <laughs> totally to say the least you know it is in fact an incredibly beautiful country and uh yeah you can check out my work on my website bradleystafford.com um my you can find my links to my social media there and uh yeah if you had to scroll through my website or my twitter page and actually saw what i well, what i'm seeing in ukraine I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would actually be very surprised at how beautiful it is southeast radio's morning mix chat news and your views